You're listening to the Today's Conveyancer podcast, the leading source of information for residential property lawyers in England and Wales. Don't forget to subscribe and sign up to our free newsletter at todaysconveyancer.co.uk. You can also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Hello and welcome to the latest Today's Conveyancer podcast. This week I'm talking innovation, technology, ADHD, uh, a whole raft of things, I think, with Vanessa Chalice. Uh, Vanessa is the founder, serial founder, of a number of businesses in the legal sector, uh, Tiger Law, and some other things that you're going to talk to us about. You're very active on social. I think you're quite active on LinkedIn, and I see a number of the things that you do on there. So you may well be known to a few people who listen in. But thank you very much indeed for joining the podcast, Vanessa. My pleasure. Thank you for asking me. We're going to talk about you. We're going to talk about your businesses, uh, your kind of take on the law, your take on where the conveyancing industry is at the moment. But why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself in the first instance, because you've got a eclectic background. Oh, that's a really kind way of putting it. Yeah, basically comprehensively unemployable, I think. <laughs> is another way of putting it. Um, yeah, so I qualified co- around 20 years ago, something like that, um, into commercial litigation. Um, I thought it would be uh, fighty, but less of the personal misery um, that's involved in family, even employment, certainly personal injury. What I quickly found, however, was that when... Um, someone has founded a business and that business is feeding their family, it's actually intensely personal. So um, feelings run very high. It's quite a nasty area to market because you're just wishing that things don't go wrong for clients, but here's my card for when it does. Um, And it's very evident that like with health, prevention is better than cure. Um, So I trained at a big provincial, moved around a little bit, quickly found I was unhappy with traditional private practice. It was equally unhappy with me. Um, And uh, I had my first two children, both female, as it happens, and with the profession, I think, still being very traditional, conservative, patriarchal to quite a large degree I thought what am I showing my daughters just by throwing in the towel is that what I want to do no I want to show them that you can still fulfill your potential but on your own terms so I uh, became a consultant solicitor I then went um, in-house for a short period these things were happening and when I was pregnant with my third child I lost my job Um, I was a sole provider for my family at the time and um, I thought right litigation that's not going to be the thing I want to continue um, preventing disputes having been a litigator it's really interesting when you come to drafting documents because you've been ripping them apart for however many years now you know where the ambiguities are the grey areas the omissions Um, So always with the litigator sitting on my shoulder, I started drafting trading terms and conditions, 
um, and other kinds of contracts. Within a year and a half, there were four or five of us. Um, I had a network of accountants who were giving us their clients and we needed to start offering reserved activities. That's when Tiger Law was born. And we immediately started doing commercial property as well as um, full blown uh, commercial litigation. Um, started getting into more corporate stuff at that time because we had commercial property on board so we could deal with M&A work um, as a whole. And we had employment and um, it's really gone from there. It's been an interesting journey. Um, you know, I think the last two or three years have been very interesting for everyone, haven't they? A plotted history. I said it was eclectic. How does the litigators view impact on conveyancing in particular? That's a uh, that's quite a step. Yes, it is. And um, it's beneficial for me coming at it from a completely different practice area. Um, so in litigation, you are by definition forced to be extremely mentally nimble. You have to be. A contract's a contract. Civil procedure rules are what they are. But how do you know if something is a breach of contract? If you go deeper than the drafting, you don't understand the substance of what it is that you're fighting about, um, whether it's a, a manufacturer, supply, whatever it is, you have to know the subject matter. So you have to become an expert in a wide variety of things extremely quickly. Um, deadlines are deadlines in litigation, even more so than in family and employment, where you, there seems to be some leeway. Um, with court orders, not in my area. And you're dealing with stressed, upset people all the time, every day. And your best performance is their least bad outcome. So all of those things really inform my view of the law. I have never been interested in conveyancing personally as a practice area because I viewed it as an area of law which is low paid for the law firms, given the amount of work that conveyances do, it's pretty thankless. Um, so the volume expectations are incredible um, to measure up to other areas where they're doing two transactions a month for colossal fees. Um, but my PA, who started with me just before, I, two weeks before I had my baby, in the first year of my um, going out on my own, started doing stuff um, around declarations of trust, land registry applications for our owner managers when they were moving beneficial interest around and things like that. And for whatever reason, I have never been able to quite fathom it. She fell in love with conveyancing and um, started training into it. She's going to fully qualify soon, but she's extremely talented at it. And it seemed to me as I was watching this that a great deal of the work was pure admin. Mm -hmm. And because it's such a volume-driven, potentially lacking in glamour area of law, I think that um, equity partners don't apply innovation, passion, interest in that direction um, when it's been ripe for it for so long. Uh, and by that point, I'd already founded a little tech company called Tiger Bytes, and we were starting to improve how we were doing things internally, um, automate document production, 
and uh, taking the best bits from everywhere, starting with the template, building the conditional logic, building chatbots. And um, I knew that buyer solicitors wanted to see the protocol forms that they know and loved. Even if all the same information was presented, if it was in a different format, they didn't want to see it. Mm -hmm. So I started working backwards from the protocol forms and we've built a chatbot that just cuts out all that stuff for clients. Um, and that's kind of where the overlap is. So I came at conveyancing, not um, getting into practicing as a conveyancer, but um, enabling my team to work more efficiently. And then the stuff that we were doing seemed to be marketable. Um, and then I started a second law firm, which is pure residential conveyancing off the back of it. What was it about the trials and tribulations of this member of staff that really got you thinking that technology was the solution? One of the main gripes around conveyancing is the lack of availability of the conveyances. Um, and it's a very stressful time for most people. It's a very large sale or purchase um, for any family or person. And they want to be able to talk to their conveyances. So there ends up being a lot of chasing. And I've been very hot uh to try to instill in everybody never allow yourself to be chased be communicating first give updates even when updates there's nothing to say there's no update tell the client that um and then you won't be chased but a lot of the time that fee earners need to invest in a really nice standard of communication with the clients the brokers the agents and the rest of it is wholly taken up with admin and paperwork mm -hmm. so it seemed to me if we could alleviate that it would increase the availability of time to have that communication with clients and avoid being chased and avoid the clients being stressed and so on um that's a the moving target really because as uh with the stamp duty and the holiday and the rest of it um it's constantly tweaking and finessing things to ensure that that time is always available and we never fall in with the trap of being a very traditional conveyancing team where no one can get hold of us ever that's absolutely the opposite of what i want we've done some recent podcasts where one stat that came out was that up to 20 percent of a conveyancer's time was actually just collating information and processing yeah. that from an admin point of view yeah. is that a space that technology can help with absolutely and um, I think the fear is in the more traditional corners of our sector that AI if there is such a thing um, or technology will replace the earners absolutely not nothing will replace the human relationship the human judgment um, and the real value of what a lawyer is, which is, it is that judgment. Um, what we can replace is to complement that, and that's the admin. There's no sense in someone who's qualified counting how many boxes have been ticked. There just isn't. Um, so let's free up that time so that they can do what they're, what only they can do, which is apply their knowledge and experience to issues like easements or planning or whatever it is um, and try to take the stress away from it so it's definitely to complement not replace people
Today's conveyancer has reported on the challenge that practitioners have where between nine and five, the phones are constantly going, uh, emails are bombarding you. And to actually do the work, typically they're in at six, seven o'clock in the morning, there till, you know, eight, nine o'clock at night, because they're the hours that you can actually do the work between nine and five. You're just answering, answering queries. You talk about the fact that you're encouraging your team to be quite proactive. How do you deal with that? How do you make sure that actually the work is being done between nine and five and you're not just inundated with correspondence? Yeah. First of all, don't allow yourself to be chased. Every step you take, tell the client 30 second email that will avoid 15 phone calls over the next three days chasing you for what's going on. Um, Second, think about the roles in your team. Traditionally, you've got fee owners and secretaries, maybe a paralegal in the middle. Think about the roles that you need in your team. I have just um, created new roles within my property team, which are only dedicated to communicating, not conveyancing, nothing else, just dealing with phone calls and emails and updates. Um, And it's something like the sales progressor in an estate agent's office uh, who will hold the transactions together, know where they all are, know who they need to speak to, who they need to prod. Um, The fee owners can say, can you call this person, can you call that person? It's all noted on the system. Um, We have a hybrid working environment. So some guys are in the office, some are in the office and at home, and some are purely at home. But we have a system that allows for very quickly checking what's the last file note, what's the last conversation, so that these things can be answered on the phone immediately. Um, I noticed that we were starting to get telephone messages being emailed then it would wait for that email to be seen. By the time that email's been seen, the person who gave the message is called back six times and then I've got someone angry that I need to deal with. Unacceptable, I don't want that, the client doesn't want that, the fee owner doesn't want that. So the way to get around that and ensure that conveyances are doing the conveyancing and aren't becoming phone counsellors is to get someone in to do the phones to do the phones and emails and that's all they're doing and they they become the glue that holds it together so that people aren't starting work at six and finishing at eight because those are the only quiet times um for me that's a recipe for a nervous breakdown after a period and a lot of conveyances are very close to that edge it seems to me and you see comments um on LinkedIn like well the system ain't broken it doesn't need fixing really ask the clients ask your conveyancing team is this working I don't think it is I don't know whether it's right to call you a technologist but you're clearly you know Tiger Bytes is uh, a tech first organization it's interesting though that you've brought a person in to resolve this challenge you don't think that technology has got the role to play in that communication piece? I actually don't. And I've met um, tech founders who want to replace that human communication with a tool. So, for example, you've then got either something that replaces your case management system or sits to one side of it, whether it ever integrates 
satisfactorily, I don't know, I've not seen it. So you then end up with two things that need to be updated all the time, two lots of data um, that you're ending up with and the security issues there, but then also the efficiencies. Um, do clients, some clients will want to be able to log in somewhere to see updates. Some clients just don't. Some clients won't use my chatbot for their protocol forms and we're still sending them out hard copy. Um, so I think it's safer, more inclusive, actually, to cater for that with a human being who's using technology, in my view. Communication's been the stick to beat conveyances with. You've talked about estate agents uh, in particular. Is that the red herring then? Are we chasing the wrong thing here? Even with the introduction of technology, the transaction still taking or, or taking even longer than it ever used to? Well, we did some market research. Uh, we have law firms who are using our technology and um, mine, mine are, my law firms are. Um, and it cuts out probably between four and six weeks of toing and froing between the client and the solicitor trying to get the protocol forms and all the documents um, gathered up. It seems to me that we need a joined up approach. Technology won't be the answer by itself. It's still being used by humans. And it's the mindset of those humans that needs to be addressed and changed. It's not the technology. So this market research um, was asking conveyances about their pain points. And the idea is that if you're not spending four or five weeks explaining complicated legal jargon to clients who actually can't get hold of you to ask what an easement is, um, that you're able to deal more effectively with more clients because of the speed of that first month's worth of work as a selling solicitor. And um, very, very clearly, the market research came back that the one word that conferences did not want to hear is the word speed. And I think this goes back to the mindset issue where lawyers view their worth in terms of time, whereas I see the value in our ability to assess identify issues, resolve them, and um, give good client service. So replace the crap, the crap admin, something that does it for you, that allows you to do a better job for everyone and more people, and therefore increase your turnover and your profits because you're not spending time doing admin. Um, but that's a mindset thing. So it doesn't matter how good the technology is. And um, some of the technology is just making the old stuff look glossy. So putting the protocol forms into a conditional logic form and presenting the whole thing for clients across the big platform that clients need to log into, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's addressing the situation. It's got to go right back to how do solicitors or, or any um, route to qualification, how does any lawyer want to practice? Is it under a mountain of this stuff or is it quicker, more efficient, more friendly? It's a mindset thing. There's a couple of points that really stick out for me in that, uh, Vanessa. One is clients want speed, though, don't they? How do we match that or how do we deal with that challenge between the clients wanting speed and the conveyances not wanting speed? Well, the conveyances should want speed. 
we are service providers. That's all we are. We are expensive service providers. We need to start serving our clients better. I look at it like this. You know that old question, um, does a tree falling down in the woods make a noise if no one's there to hear it? It's a bit like a lawyer blowing hot air, isn't it? All a lawyer does is shove paper around. Clients are making business happen, buying and selling properties. We're making sure their paperwork is safe. That's all we do. However, I think we hold such a monopoly over conveyancing that we we feel no particular need to improve the experience for clients because they have to use us. There's no other way of doing it. And from that stems that if it ain't broke, we don't need to fix it because we don't care because they have to use us. And I see that complacency throughout the industry. Um, and it's pretty egotistical. Clients are paying our fees for a good service. Um, and we ought to try to offer it and perhaps climb out of our comfort zone and do something a bit differently and view ourselves as businesses. Uh, get down off that pedestal. You've identified the challenge of actually getting technology adopted properly so uh -huh. I, I think there's a statistic isn't there that we only ever use a certain percentage of the available technology that we have smartphone is a case in point isn't it we only ever use sort of 20 percent of the functionality of a smartphone how do we get lawyers to use more of this technology in a more efficient and better way i don't know the difficult my, my my jaded answer would be, please don't, because I'm going to, and I will attract your clients by offering a better and quicker service. Don't worry about it. I'll do it. <laughs> um, but I want everyone to enjoy a better way of working. And I know how stressed conveyances are. And I think that um, perhaps as the generations move on and the old guard retires, uh, maybe we might find that newer generations who are more used to a different way of working will be more inclined to take up tech. Um, but as I say, it's definitely a mindset thing. This idea that uh, clients just have to put up with a service which is pushed to the extreme because conveyances are using old-fashioned bits of tech which don't speak to each other you know the billing software doesn't speak to the case management software or whatever I mean you know some big city firms that are running multiple systems um I don't know I'm just trying to do something quietly in my corner that's going to improve how we work and whoever wants to use the same technology and improve the way they work fine is technology a recruitment tool it could be it could be by the same token it does filter out the owners who can't and won't use it is that something that you've used in your own recruitment particularly you know are, yeah, are you I've looking got... for tech savvy yeah stuff? yeah yeah i mean i've got things horribly wrong in recruitment i have had to let someone go within two days because they couldn't move between internet tabs. But yeah, I mean, it's horses for courses. You've, you've got various different styles of practice. And I'm now very, very mindful of asking early on, how interested are you in one? 
delivering the best possible service to my clients and two doing that with the use of technology we're rapidly running out of time and i really want to get your take on just looking down the track because you've got this technology business you're obviously looking at how technology is going to play a part in the conveyancing industry of, of the future what does that journey look like for you well Hmm. The sooner I make myself obsolete, the better. That's my end goal. And I want to do that by enabling my colleagues to become leaders and lead in their own field. Um, Technology is going to be a way to enable them to do that. We're developing new things all the time. We've just done something really exciting, litigation, for example. For me, it's about front-loading work, front-load the work from, um, as the Law Society is pushing for, front-loading a a residential transaction with something like a hip light, which is what my technology does. Um, Front-loading everything, getting everything in shape and then letting things run nice and smooth and rolling that out to all practice areas. And as a provider of technology and this is I think this is a challenge that a number of firms have how do you how do you choose the right one for for you how do you know that what you're picking up and using is the right piece of technology for your business yeah I mean that's a big one because if you're going to spend on it you've got to make sure that your staff are going to buy into it and use it so that goes back to mindset and it goes back to how you run your firm I think Um, I tend to run my firm by consensus largely and I'm not going to do anything which my team is going to rail against or dislike. What's the point? Uh, It's just stressful for everybody. So you've got to understand your own business really well before you even go out there shopping for technology. I tried all the big case management systems out there and there were lots of things that I didn't like and I suspect I'll be moving on to that within a year or two. Um, I have picked a case management system that allowed us to lift the bonnet and integrate with our tech um, and we're effectively partnering up with them. So it depends on what your pain points are as a business, what solutions you think will fix it and then go technology shopping. Don't get get flummoxed by salespeople who will promise you the world that their technology will deliver. You buy it you implement it, that's painful, and then you find it doesn't do what you wanted it to do. So get to know yourself and your business first and your own needs. Then you'll understand if the technology will fit them. We could probably spend the rest of the day talking about this, Vanessa, and I sense that you've got an awful lot more to say about it, but we are out of time. It's been lovely to have you on the podcast, and I really, really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to join us. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. The Today's Conveyancer podcast is available on your preferred podcast provider. It's also available on todaysconveyancer.co.uk. My thanks to Vanessa. Thank you to you for listening. And we'll see you again soon. You're listening to the Today's Conveyancer podcast, the leading source of information for residential property lawyers in England and Wales. Don't forget to subscribe and sign up to our free newsletter at todaysconveyancer.co.uk. You can also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter.